Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So this this was the ultimate. We going to the Super Bowl, and then we carrying our ass home. Two very different games. Um, Detroit versus San Francisco was what everybody thought it was going to be, kind of a shootout, even though the first half, the Lions just looked unstoppable. Uh, and they really were two dropped fourth down passes from winning the game. And then you had, I, I don't know, what Baltimore game plan was going on, going on on offense, but yeah, they should have threw that whole thing out the window. Neither team, if I remember correctly, scored in the second half in that game. <laughs> <laughs> no, and Baltimore came so close though, Rodney, and then they just it felt like the Lions, like they just fizzled it away, and uh, oh man, it just. Yeah, I don't need, I'm speechless still, Rodney. Right? Mean, this is it happens Sundays. It's Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I just saw. I believe it was Mitch album talking about the feeling the day after the day after, and how he's still dealing with it. So, want to get your opinion because there are a lot of fans and things on social media about. Uh, Dan Campbell needs to go. He should have kicked the field goals. Are you in that he should have kicked the field goals camp? Because I'm, I am firmly not. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. And uh, I just got something to say too. You know, to people, you know, that listen to us. Of course, my friends also. Um, everybody, everybody was down and out, and they were sad. And I was like, you know what? This is one of the most amazing seasons. In Detroit sports history, I mean, it didn't end in the championship. We, Michigan just won a national championship. Uh, the Red Wings won champ, Stanley Cups. Um, um, the Pistons, of course, they they won uh, titles. And but it's it's nothing like a, a Detroit Lions Super Bowl, and for them to get a ring. And I think we took great strides this season, in that, and I'm happy about this season. This season brought the whole seed together. I've never seen at different sporting events where they're yelling Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, yeah. This Pistons game, hell, high school game, they were yelling Jared Goff. You know what this, the, Oh, this, go ahead. Right. You know what this season reminds me of? What? The 2006 Detroit Tigers. You know what? It kind of does too, but it felt like this one just had more pop to it. Because, of course, they haven't won since uh, the 1950s. But it just felt like, and you know, the Tigers, they, they went and they won it in the 80s. It just felt like this one had more pop to it, even in other states. I saw it like the uh, Marquette game. They were yelling out Jerry Goff. Oh, my God, damn. Like, America was riding this, this wave right here. And I, I think, like, I think the NFL missed a chance. I don't know if it really goes by if they they help out with certain things or or, or certain calls because I saw a couple calls that were questionable, but it could have went either way. It's 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 sports. That's just how it goes. But if the NFL missed out on something real good like this story right here, 
Because you could have wrote this story for the last for the next two seasons, and yeah. and now you put. I think this is going to be. It's no no offense to the better team won. Like the Forty Nine ers, they came back, they won, they they played an amazing game. Uh, it felt like the better team didn't win, in my opinion, but it felt like this might be the lowest rated Super Bowl that you've probably seen in a long time. You got Usher headlining and a couple other people. It just nobody cares. It, it reminds me of the NBA this season. Nobody cares about it. Well, the NBA this season, to be quite honest, I know offense is up, but it's not a good product right now. Um, Fire Super Bowl, I'm going to watch. I was planning on doing going to a party, maybe doing having a party. Mm, probably not now. But... I, I have to say this season and like Dan Campbell said you know you it's hard to get back there this season will be memorable for so many reasons uh like you said the Jared Goff chance um I do feel like the playoffs and the last couple of games of the season showed us that there's something there with Jamison Williams like they have to figure out next year a way to integrate him into every single game plan. Um, right. You have to throw him a certain amount of balls. Because this, I mean, with you throwing the ball to him two or three times, I think this one right here was his his breakout. But Jared Goff does spread the ball around. I like the way that he gets the ball to Laporta, uh, Reynolds, Amara St. Brown. I mean, he, he spreads the ball out to a lot of people. So, um, And Khalif Raymond was hurt, too. It just felt like we 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 got a lot of weapons, and he's doing a good job utilizing all those weapons. But no, no, Roddy, I want to say this real quick too. The reason why I say this is going to be unbearable, I would have watched it, of course, if it was my Lions, because I have no choice. And I think America loves a good underdog story. So everywhere you go, everybody's cheering for the Lions. So you want that underdog story. Now I have to sit through the Super Bowl and them fucking showing Taylor Swift a hundred times every time motherfucker farts, sneezes, and cough. Like that, uh, no, that's that, that's really unbearable. Like they did it during the, every game that I watched with them, and it's like this is ridiculous. And now you're doing it with the 49ers. I don't care about the forty. The 49ers don't have a care factor to them. They're just the 49ers. They have a history of winning. That's just that's just like when the Lakers make it. It's like nobody cares. Like okay, the Lakers won numerous times. Like okay, like it, it's just. It's like nobody cares. Everybody's numb. They're like, oh, it's just the Super Bowls. So let's just watch some commercials maybe or or see the halftime performance. But yeah, I, other than that. <laughs> I, I do. I think I might keep track of how many times they show Taylor Swift. Um, I am curious. I, I do want to see Jason Kelsey. <laughs> um, I, I enjoy his interaction with the fans, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, it'll be interesting to see how the Lions handle this offseason. Does Jerry Goff get his extension? Uh, what do you do as far as the offensive line? Uh, I know Grant Gasol's a free agent. He wants to be back. There's a lot of questions. They did get a huge, a major pickup because if you would have told me two weeks ago Ben Johnson would be coming back next year, as the offensive coordinator, I would consider that a major win. Yeah, and I was excited to hear that too uh, today. 
And also, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Aaron Glenn's gonna gonna get that job. Um, I, I feel like they probably were leaning a little bit more towards Ben Johnson, but um, if Aaron Glenn gets it or or doesn't get it, I mean, it'll be happy to have him back. Um, I thought we, would, I thought we would take a hit when we lost the running backs coach um, when he went to the Panthers, but the running backs were really great this season, regardless of the fact. So I think we we're gonna be all right next season, man. I'm I'm not too much worried about it. Work on the defense, Rodney. We gotta work. One thing that we have to uh, look at, we have to look at the um, the draft being here. So I'm happy about the NFL draft being here this year too. Yeah, um, like they need to add another edge. They need a true number one corner because Cam Sutton. I think the playoffs have shown us that he's not a true number one. He's a, he's great in playing the role of the um, second best corner in your team, but for him to have to shadow the opposing team's best player, it's just not him. So, um, yeah, especially if you want a one on one, like he's no uh, no Revis man or um, and as far as. I feel bad for Josh Reynolds because he uh, has been an on-song hero the last couple of seasons, has a good dynamic with Jared Goff, but he has two of the biggest drops in NFL history. Um, He catches either one on fourth down plays. Um, We're probably talking about the Lions going to the Super Bowl right now. Exactly, and also that Jamison Williams drop. I know that he got – that's what I was saying, too. I know it was uh, illegal contact um, – or accidental contact, I'm sorry, when their legs hit. He was trying to catch the over-the-shoulder uh, pass um, in the end zone off that flea flicker. And I was like, man, that is a touchdown. But, I mean, it, it, it was a couple passes. You know, it, it, it is what it is. And then that one pl- pass that I didn't like, it was going to – he kind of floated a little bit. I wish he would have put a little bit more – from onto it to get it to uh, St. Brown. But he was throwing into a lot of coverage, too, that was busted. It was like on fourth down, we turned it over. Yeah. And plus, running the ball, too, Rodney. We ran the ball seven times in the second half. Um, out of those seven times, one of them was a Gibbs fumble. Only two of them went for a sweep. And we were killing them on those sweeps, going to the right-hand side. We just – I don't know what happened, but I think we'll learn from our mistakes. Yeah, I, I think this team is well positioned um, with Dan Campbell and uh, Brad Holmes to sustain us for a while. I know the NFC North is going Green Green Bay is there. They're young. They're hungry. Um, I still – Minnesota, I still feel like they take another step back. Chicago, Chicago has pieces. They have a lot of draft capital, but I don't, I don't, I don't see them. I don't think next year's their year either. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do um, at the quarterback position, but not, not really fulfilling Chicago like that. I still think the division can run through Detroit with Green Bay as a strong possibility. It'll be interesting to see if 
Love can recreate the season next year. Right. And I'm interested to see, like, who do they pick up? I I got my fingers crossed on them drafting another tight end. Um, Of course, you write about the uh, drafting another edge, uh, maybe drafting a young cornerback. Just utilizing those draft picks, man, and picking up some solid guys. Um, If a couple of wide receivers that I like, I think we need another speedy wide receiver. I think that that'll work out in our favor too. Um, I mean, just it, it's a. I think we're good on the offensive line, though. If you did want to, um, I thought that the replacement for Jonah Jackson, I thought that um, I thought he was really good too, and he he played like one of the starters. Like I think our line is really good. Yeah, so it, um, it'll be interesting. Um, I do kind of want to touch on that, that Baltimore-Kansas City game. Oh, yeah. We definitely got to talk about that game, too. And I called it, too. I said the Chiefs are going to win because it's the Taylor Swift Bowl. And um, I was right. Yeah. Even well, though they, did, they played their ass off in Baltimore, just they forgot how to play football. Well, a couple, couple of things. The one, they for, Baltimore definitely forgot to play offense. Um, OB, OBJ was non-existent for most of the game. I Um, forgot he was on the damn team, Rodney. I said, where the fuck is And then I seen him throw the ball to him in the fourth quarter. I said, where the hell has he been at the whole, like, was he in the locker room the whole first half and third quarter? Like, I don't understand. Um, it, it pretty much was Trey Flowers was the only weapon. And he had a bonehead sportsman, unsportsmanlike penalty, uh, Spinning the ball over top of a defender, Mike Mike McDonald. He got a lot of credit for Baltimore defense, rightfully so, and on the crazy numbers they put up this year. But how the hell do you go in, into a game versus the Kansas City Chiefs and you put a safety one on one with Travis Kelsey? That didn't make any sense to me, and. And don't get me wrong, the Chiefs have a, a pretty good defense, but they were giving up. A, they were giving up. I mean, they were giving up damn near twenty points. You you couldn't even get twenty points against them to make it a game. Like yeah. I just I didn't I don't get it. Then yeah, offensively, Baltimore like you, what was it seven or eight nine run like. I know, like you said, I know Kansas City's defense hasn't been great. But you have to run the ball more. Like they, Baltimore really on offense got away from what made them near them this whole season. Yeah, and I just and it it blew my mind. And like they kind of got exposed, like on defense too. Um, they were just running right at those guys, and they were overpowering them on the line. <clears throat> and it felt like that's what the. It felt like that's what. What the tarot cards are just out there to do, man. I, it just felt like anything that they tried to do, they just couldn't do it. Guys couldn't get right for nothing. And when I thought they were going to get in the end zone, they punched the ball out. I said, God damn. It just, they couldn't get over the hump. And, you know, it's just, you, you living week by week, and it's just one of those games. You know what's crazy, Rodney? You know how we always go with the theory. If they played them, if they played them five times, out of out of those five times, that's that Chiefs win. That's how I feel about the Lions too. 
And the Lions played the 49ers five times. I, I think the Lions will win four of those five times. It's just the the offense just and you going against a team that's just they're battered and bruised. Debo's battered and bruised and stupid penalties, the CJ Gardner Johnson penalty. Um that stupid penalty for Flowers. Like just just boneheaded plays on both ends on from those teams and and I just I just didn't get it, man. And you couldn't even manage a field goal, Baltimore. Like I just I, I just was I didn't get it. I, I watched Lamar Jackson and that team dominate. And you had Andrews back. You had Andrews and Lively. You was running a two tight end set. And Lively did drop a, a couple balls too. But it just guys just didn't show up on this particular Sunday, man. And it's it's heartbreaking. I at least wanted to see Baltimore or at least the Lions. Because those are two good stories. You know, you got the Lamar Jackson story. You got the Baltimore Ravens story. I mean, of course, Baltimore has won the championship, numerous championships. But that was a good story behind it. And then, of course, the city of Detroit story. Now you, you – I don't care about the Mahomes story. Mahomes is great. So but I, do, I don't care about the 49ers story. Mahomes is great. I love watching greatness. Um I don't know um, if we'll see a quarterback tight end duel quite like Mahomes or a Travis Kelsey in, in the next 10 years. Um, so I'm curious about that. I have no desire. I'm so sick of hearing about Brock Purdy. <laughs> yeah, like this guy is super overrated, man. And, you know, if it wasn't for um... – if it wasn't for bad coaching, and I didn't think that we'd give I, – I wouldn't say bad coaching. I, I would say just – we lost our way when I say that. And it, it, it doesn't go to bad coaching because this is the coaching that took us to this point anyway. Like, I love the aggressive nature. And I, I was saying to one of my friends, she was texting me, like, I'm 49ers. You know, she a huge 49ers fan. And I'm saying, like, you know what? The Lions will go for it again. I don't mind going for it on fourth down as long as we, we got a clear shot and it's at least hitting the, the hands of a of a player that's, and it's really putting us in a position. But um, we shot ourselves in the foot, man. And we did the same thing the Green Bay Packers did. We just shot ourselves in the foot at the end. And then to run the ball, you know that you got two downs left. You're right there on the two- or three-yard line. You're going to run the ball? Like, it just didn't make any sense to me. I didn't like that. And then you didn't make it. You had to burn the time out. And then you throw it anyway. On, on It just it just didn't make any sense to me. I didn't I didn't understand that. And then it wasn't even a run blocking uh scheme. You had three you had three wide receivers there on the line. Like they blew those guys up to go against linebackers. It just I didn't understand that, Rodney. Yeah, that's that's why I say um I'm so sick of the talking heads giving sprinkling all of this praise on on Purdy because he, he he didn't play all that great to me. I mean, he was a bounce helmet <laughs> if he could only catch the ball interception away from once again changing the whole dynamic of the game. So there's that. I don't. And that, yeah, you're right about that, Rodney. Like he's he's very overrated in my book, and I and you know I, I know we're gonna make our prediction. Uh, we got a couple more 
times we're going to be um, doing a podcast before we can probably make a official uh, prediction. But I, I'm rolling with the Chiefs, man. I, I just think the Chiefs. I'm rolling with the Chiefs, and I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, that's what I was saying, too. I, I think the Chiefs are, uh, right now they're coming on strong right now. And um, they couldn't even stop. They couldn't even stop Laporta. You couldn't even stop Laporta. They got speedsters on that team, too, just like Jamison Williams. Um, he spreads the ball around. They run a two-tight end set, just like the Lions would have ran a two-tight end set, too. Um, yeah, I just think that – and their line holds up just like the Lions line holds up, and their defense is better than the Lions' defense. I think they're they're going to smoke them. Um, and then we get to see Taylor Swift uh, celebrate – the Super Bowl, they might as well give her the trophy and call her the unsung hero. <laughs> and that, that's what's gonna probably happen. They're gonna bring her out on stage, and they probably both do. I'm going to Disney World commercial together. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is like my least favorite Super Bowl coming up ever. Uh but it's, it's damn near up there to to being I I don't know what what was the one that was this the Ravens that played Atlanta or they they played the Giants? I think they played the Giants. Yeah, that that was one of the ones that you knew for, for, straight from jump that the Ravens was gonna beat the the crap out of them. So. Um, and I, I feel I know the 49ers, they got Debo, they got CMC. I, I just I don't think this is a good matchup for them at all. Yeah, this is not a this is not a good matchup. And you're talking about a team that basically just stumbled into the Super Bowl. Like it they were down in each one of those games. And when you down and now you give him a home. I was telling this is what I said last week too. I said you give him a homes a week. They were talking about, oh, the Baltimore Ravens play this defense. This, they play this zone. I said, you're giving Mahomes a week. And he's you're giving him a week. And of course, he's been – Mahomes is a, is a fucking mad scientist, okay? Now you're giving him two weeks to do anything and, and draw up certain things and look at certain things that this defense does. This defense has been getting slaughtered. And they can't stop the sweep. You know, it's it just – it's the writing's on the wall. They're going to get fucking smoked. And we can see that too. We seen in the mile you were getting smoked by the Lions twenty some twenty four to seven at halftime. Mahomes and them not giving up. They're not losing that game if they're twenty one to seven at halftime. You were losing the Green Bay Packers. You had a young Jordan Love that just made bad decisions. He made bad choices. He Mahomes is not going to do that. So I just I don't see it. I don't. I really don't see it. Yeah, since. Since we talked about Taylor Swift, let, let's get to Sam, Shannon Sharp's um, comments. I've been riding with with Club Shay Shay and Shannon Sharp for a minute now, but his latest statement undoubtedly pissed me off. <laughs> um, I don't know if our listener caught it. But he basically said Taylor Swift is bigger than Beyonce and closer to Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's uh, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah, that's that's really ridiculous. Um, 
he's actually been having some really shitty takes lately too. And it wasn't just that too. Um, that was really a super shitty take, but, um, what he's doing is he's doing a Stephen A. Smith thing, and I think that's, you know, it, it, it's cool. I mean, I, I don't, I take what they say with, with a grain of salt because I know what they're trying to do. Um, and we talked about that too, Rodney. I said if we came on here, like we have an we have an amazing podcast. I think we we give people perspectives from our heart. But if we came on and we said some of the most outlandish shit, if we said shit and had hot takes that were just ridiculous, if we call uh. If we said certain things, I'm not going to even say what I was about to say. But if we say certain things, I believe that we would have a, a hotter podcast. Because that's all guys do all day is, is just say random bullshit and just yell out crazy hot takes. And, and then they, then people grab that, that clip and then they post on the internet. This guy said this. Right now, anybody can say anything. And they're going to grab that and they're going to run with it. And that's what Shannon Sharp just doing, man. He said something about... um. Do you remember the the biggest, uh, they were asking him, what's the biggest story in the NFL right now out of the last four teams? And he was like, it's Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the biggest story. And this was after Stephen A. Smith and they were saying, like, Detroit is the biggest story because they haven't won in so long. And, you know, behind the history, look at the, the people, how everybody's cheering for them. They want them to, to succeed. And he was like, Lamar Jackson, everybody counted him out. I'm like, he won the MVP already. Like, his job right now, he's going to win the MVP again. But guess what, Shannon Sharp? People are still going to be on his ass because it's time for him to win a ring. That's his goal now. The goal is the ring for him. He's never going to get over the hump until he wins the Super Bowl ring. It doesn't matter what he – he's going to win the division. It doesn't matter about none of that shit. He has to win a Super Bowl ring. The Lions just have to make the playoffs. That's the thing. They have to just win a playoff game, and they did that. Nothing's expected out of them. That's why I'm happy about this season. So, yeah, he's been saying some bullshit lately, right? Yeah, I, I saw that, and I was like, um, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that I, made no sense to me. I know the NFL likes to show Taylor Swift every five minutes, but I guarantee you if Beyonce was to show her ass at the Super Bowl NFL game, there would be more cameras and all in shock that her ass is even there. Exactly, and... And I love Taylor Swift, um, but doesn't hold a candle to uh, Beyonce. Doesn't hold a candle at all. Um, and it's, it's it's two different lanes. But I'll put it to you like this. I think Taylor Swift has her certain fan bases, what makes her big. But Beyonce covers a more broader fan base. You get what I'm saying? I think you, get, you know what I'm saying. Like, she covers more people. I would say... Taylor Swift might cover the majority of her fans are Caucasian. She might have probably a quarter of of, of different ethnicities after that. Um, where Beyonce covers all African Americans, all you know, the majority of the white. I would say more than half of the Caucasian population they listen to Beyonce, and um, and maybe because Beyonce, you fo- you got a chance to follow her similar to Michael Michael Jackson. That's what he doesn't realize. We seen Beyonce when she was young, when she was with Destiny's Child, and then we watched her grow into a woman, have kids, and everything. Um, I don't know where we. I don't. I don't see that same thing where it doesn't feel like we watched Taylor Swift grow. Like I haven't watched her or paid attention to her to watch her grow. And I don't. Think, you get what I'm saying? I don't think Taylor Swift has 
crossover the the crossover appeal that Beyonce has. Hell, Beyonce can go do a song with Twenty One Savage and turn around and do a song with Ed Sheeran. Exactly, and we watched her do that. We watched Beyonce do a song with Lady Gaga, and then do songs with Andre Three Thousand. Do songs with Jay Z, of course, her husband. Do songs with J Cole. Do so, you know what I mean? Like do songs with Eminem. Do so. I haven't. I. I I see. I mean, I seen Taylor Swift do do a song with uh with Kendrick Lamar. And uh, okay. I'm just saying, like Beyonce has it's it's Beyonce. I just I don't. I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to reach. The NFL probably told him to say some shit like that anyway, or something. I don't know. They they're trying to reach. They're trying to get broaden that fan base. I think that she did bring a lot of uh young ladies to uh to the NFL, but. That's about it. Yeah. So, speaking of young ladies, um, we should have saw this coming, but Megan Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj have a beef. Um, <laughs> Nicki Minaj has been alluding to this for a while, even saying she hasn't rolled horses since Christopher Reeves. Um. First of all, these are two of the most. I like Megan this record better than Nicki. Let me say that, but they both they're they're both not that good. Yeah, to, that. <laughs> to me, the most shocking thing Megan said was actually about her ex boo not being able to please her in the bed more than the whole. Megan Law, um, line. So, and then Bigfoot, I don't, I don't know what Nikki was on. Nikki, I don't know, seems like she might hate her life because she was like retweeting and reposting stuff on Megan. Like she, she got a bunch of time on her hands the way she's been on social media. Um, but that Bigfoot has to be one of the worst disc records ever recorded damn you said has to be one of the worst that's terrible even worse than like benzino's yes jeez and that beef has been reunited apparently too so i don't know (laughs) everybody woke up and chose violence in 2024 (laughs) man that's yeah you know what's crazy like i mean like i said i listened to both of them i thought both of them were terrible um they weren't. I, I wouldn't say that they were unbearable because, like I said, I've heard worse. Uh, Higgins is worse disses. Yeah, they, no. they're not unbearable. But I, I didn't. I don't know. Maybe it's just. I don't know. I, maybe both their fan bases because they were they were saying, "Oh, this is the hardest Megan album or Megan record in a long time," and it's got one point five. It got one point two million in in one. You know how they do the views thing, and I'm like, this isn't good. And Nicki Minaj's isn't good either, and I'm just like, just keep repo- keep promoting the album. Like, Nicki, you got a hot album right now. Just stay on the album. You didn't, you don't need to do this. Like, it didn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, just let Megan Thee Stallion do what she do. Just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to call it, man. I, I think both of them are great artists. They just, they, they don't need to do this to, to sell albums or. Or the press and do different issues. 
I think we already seen what happened with Megan the Stallion story. Well, so we I, just I do have a hot take. Uh-huh. I I believe part of this stem from that Nikki spent so long being the only hot women's MC, the most recognizable to her. She she no longer wears the crown. It's it's between Maggie and Stallion and Cardi being Ice Spice. I I feel like, oh, that's a super hot take. Nicki Minaj has lost her place in hip hop and doesn't know how to, how to feel about it. Whoa, Ronnie, that's a really hot take. Cause Cardi B hasn't came out with an album in like years. But I feel like Cardi B is more relevant at this point with the younger generation than Nicki Minaj is. I don't know, man, because that Nicki Minaj album was really good. I just, that's like the best women's album that came out in a long time. I mean, even with Megan Thee Stallion dropping multiple albums, they really kind of like forgettable. A matter of fact, I know this might sound crazy. I know, this is me. I can't name a, a Megan Thee Stallion album. Now, I'm asking you, Rodney, but I look at your phone. Don't do it, Rodney. Can you name a Megan Thee Stallion album? Can you name two of them by name? Tarantula, wasn't that one? See, damn it, I don't know if it is. See, I don't know because I don't... See, that's the thing. Like, It just doesn't... It, they don't have that factor. Cardi I'm, B has that factor. I'm, I'm See, just, Cardi B has that factor, but they, they don't. Like, they. That's the thing. Like, Unless you really like a... a a fan of those people, Megan Thee Stallion can't get over that hump. And I, I, I thought I agree with that, but I do feel like because because Nikki this gives me remnants of Jay Z super ugly. Like you talking about the like Megan's dead mother, like that's that's. Downright, yeah, that's cornballish. Yeah, that's cornballish. That's why I said I don't agree with the the message, and I don't think that it was it was unnecessary. Like you didn't have to do it. Um, I and she losing fans because of it. I mean, but people like that in Nicki Minaj. It's a New York thing, and that's another thing I wanted to get to. Also, Rodney, without really leaving out the subject too. Hip hop doesn't revolve around you guys in New York, okay? Like, fucking stop it. And and I'm I'm alluding to this shit with with Nicki Minaj and also the shit with uh, Most Deaf too. Like, I I don't get it, man. I know somebody asked you a question, but and now you want this man to tap in with you and talk to you, but no, nobody has to fucking talk to you guys. Like New York, stop it, stop it, New York. You guys aren't you guys haven't been fucking relevant in a long time. Unless you do some bullshit. Nobody cares about New York hip hop scene. Stop so, it. So I'm a huge fan of Yasin Bay. I understand his sentiments about Drake. I I really do. And if you've been listening to this podcast through all um three past seasons and then the current fourth season, you know how I feel about Drake, and especially how I feel about Drake album. But to say Drake is not hip-hop, mm, that's very outlandish. To say That's that. super outlandish. 
You're right, Rodney. And 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 that's what I said. We give we give praise where praise is due. Some albums like we we agree, like this last Drake album we didn't like. Then they wind up retooling it, reloading it, and then adding like eight more songs on to it with first person shooter and a couple others. And those are great albums with him and J. Cole, great songs. The one with J. Cole, the other one he came out, um, Fuck My Ex. Like those are great. Those that's old Drake right there. But to say he's not hip hop is really ridiculous, man. And he, I think he knows that. And now you you're like, well, I'm not backing down from what I said, but but call me. I'm not disrespecting you, bro. You you are you just disrespected him. Like, what, what are you talking about? They call you for what? Hasn't been relevant in hip hop in at least twenty years. I know, and that's the that's the part that that doesn't that I don't get. I don't get that part, Rodney. They might as well go as Little Flip. How does he feel about you? Get what I'm saying? Like, as Little Flip or somebody else that hasn't came out with another, ask Chameleon there. You know, <laughs> I, I just I don't get it. Like, there's a name you don't hear often. Yeah, like let's ask Chameleon there how he feels about Drake. You know what I mean? Like, the last time that that Yassine has done something, he just did the um. He just did the Doom cover over in uh, Paris. That's the last time I remember him doing like a concert or something. And I'm like, come on, man. And I love MF Doom. So and, and that that um that Black Star album is not where it's at. So I know. So that's why I'm like, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I said between him and then and you know between him and then and Kanye, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Like what's going on with these guys? And that's why I said it's just a. And we're we're old heads. I, I, I don't know if you would say that we're old heads. I guess, but we we love we love hip hop, man. But like a lot of this shit is not where it's at, man. The, the Nicki Minaj this, um, I didn't think that's where it's at. Uh, Yassine coming out with that and, and saying how he felt and saying how Drake is a hip hop. He know that's not the truth. Like, what do you, you cloud chaser, bro? That's not where it's at. The Kanye West snatching the phone out of that lady's hand. How do you feel about that too, Rodney? Before I get into that, um, I'm anti anything Kanye West does at this point. <laughs> yeah, because it didn't make any sense to me. We had it was a bum that literally was blocking his car. And was just yelling out stuff. It was another guy. It was a bone. Doesn't say anything to him. Stops the car. Doesn't say anything to him. Drives off. Young lady saying some things. Some of the things were outlandish. Don't get me wrong. They were pretty rude. But she's a reporter. She's trying to get. She she wants that interaction with you. He has time for her today. He snatches the phone out of her hand. He stops. He's yelling at her. Bro, just keep that same energy with everybody. Like, what are you doing, man? Yeah. And then don't and then don't do that with that young lady with that lady. Okay? You're not going to win with that. They're going to cut you right off. You already cut off already any goddamn way. You just yeah. digging a bigger hole. Yeah, I it's so much stuff about Kanye the whole apparently he's banned his wife from social media for her protection. Um um I'm I'm just over <laughs> The circus. <laughs> yeah, and then like that, I guess he thought that that single that he had out was gonna hit something. 
Um, he had all those people working on that single, and they were probably working on the album or something. That that single wasn't where it's at. I don't want to hear a fucking in sync dub over some rap. Yeah, I, at this point, I don't want to hear Kanye. I listen to old Kanye, but uh, this new stuff he's doing, I am straight. Oh shit! And you know what? It was Backstreet Boys. I'm sorry, in sync. That was <laughs> yeah. It was... The back <clears throat> back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck is this, bro? Like, I, that, that song was lazy. It didn't make no sense. I don't care about it. And, and you know, that's another thing. We, we talked about this before, Rodney. When you got a bunch of people in the fucking studio and, and you guys are coming together to collab and make a song, it's not dawning on any of these people like, this shit is awful. I don't care how much you like somebody. I'm going to be honest. This is like some of the worst shit I ever heard in my fucking life, Rodney. And you know, um, a couple of years ago, Hit Boy took shots at Kanye about having all the people in the studio saying yes. Uh, when, you know, Hit Boy said it's just him and us in the studio. We don't need all the extra people and stuff. It's just, it's just me and bro. Yeah, you don't need that, man. And like sometimes that's that's some of the best music right there. Cause you guys get a get a flow for that, and if you got two people that's honest with each other, because I think when you get to when you reach a certain stature, and get so big, it's like the people around you like, and, and I know uh, he's a creative genius. Kanye's a creative genius, so maybe people think like, oh, this is a good crossover record. No, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's some shit I forget about. I'm gonna forget about it next week. I don't care about it. You don't hear nobody playing that shit. Nobody's playing it on the radio. Nobody's thinking about it. Nobody, it's, it's just, it's there for no reason. Why would you even put that shit out? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> we're finally about to be in February, uh, Thursday. And I, I for one, cannot wait for January to be over because, like I said, I just, I feel like everybody in January woke up and chose violence. It, it, Cat Williams kicked us off, and it, it just, it, January hasn't been a hell of a month. Uh, it gave me rap beef I didn't really want to hear in Benzino and Eminem, and I definitely didn't need to hear the Nikki and, and Megan. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, none of that I really care for. And like <clears throat> I know Eminem, that's that's the hometown dude and major respect to him, but he didn't have to go back there. And I know Benzino's been reaching and, and taking shots at him over and over again. Um and that's what those guys do. You know, they they don't they don't show or give Eminem his flowers and Benzino kept talking about it. And then of course Eminem he addressed it. And I just, he didn't have to address it. He just, he's his stature, he's too big right now for uh, Benzino, but that just gave some light to Benzino. I'm like, say <laughs> years ago, he didn't need his little magazine. He got double XL number. Like, why are we, why are we rehashing and be from the 2000s? Right. And that, that's because, you know, Benzino, he, every chance he gets, those people that way, man, I swear, it's the Boston, the, the New York, everywhere in that area. Just like, uh, what's the one dude from um, from Grandmaster Flash, all that shit? Oh, um, damn. Oh, the same thing, too. We, we even had Dr. Umar. 
it just everybody keeps asking that question about Eminem. And the last person they just they just had an interview with Benzino. He's only relevant because of his daughter, of course, but of course they're gonna always they're gonna always be tied together because of that beef. But everybody's always gonna be asked that question about Eminem and hip hop. And is he just a guest? So and that's the same thing with Drake too. Whenever you got people like that, you're gonna always be questioned about the the Drakes, the Eminems, the Kendrick Lamars, the J. Coles. That's why every time those guys are gonna always be brought up. When you reach that certain stature. I wish Big Sean was in that conversation, but uh he's just choosing not to. Yeah. Uh that's all Yeah, I feel like I, I feel like I I'm choosing violence too. I just uh well, we've been, we've been choosing violence when it comes to Big Sean for a minute now. Yeah, I just, I don't get it. And you know what made me think about that? I was listening to fucking J. Cole on that uh, first-person shooter, and he was like, him, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar, the big three. And I was just like, you motherfuckers. Like, you didn't even have to say that, bro. You didn't have to say that. Just let people just run with the assumption. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe it's twenty twenty four. Maybe maybe we'll finally get a Big Shine album, a single, something. I don't know, an EP. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not gonna hold my breath. Yeah, he got to come out with something, some type of. Cause we waiting on it, man. Like like I said, we we love Big Shine. We want Big Shine to win, but. This is this a time right now, shit, where everybody going crazy and saying all this outlandish shit. And... Yeah, 2024 has it's only been 30 days, but it, it, them 30 days have felt like a lifetime. Uh, <laughs> you ain't lying. I, I do uh, want to... Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I was going to say one thing, uh, Rodney. Uh, a few more things. How do you feel about... um? How you feel about Just Hilarious in a Breakfast Club? You know what? I don't know how to feel. Because it feels like just last week she was what? Saying Charlemagne and DJ Envy is was whack, basically. Um <laughs> and then like yesterday they made the announcement she got the full time gig. I was like, Oh, that's different. Um <laughs> so I don't think it's gonna last. I, I really don't. I think I think it's gonna crash and burn. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I feel like um it's if it makes it a year it'll surprise me. Hell if it makes it six months I'll be surprised. Yeah, I just yeah, I'll be surprised too. Um I just think the Breakfast Club it just really hasn't been relevant. Um the interviews haven't been that great. The people they have been interviewing hasn't been that great. It just, I remember you used to tune into them because you wanted to hear, you know, the the best interviews coming from certain artists or comedians. But now you can tune into Club Seychelles and all these other outlets if you want to hear like some, some gritty, uh, you know, stuff about the past. You can go to Drink Champs. There's so many different places you can go to now if you want to hear real, authentic stories with, you know, with oomph in it. 
the Breakfast Club doesn't have that anymore. So that was a place that people used to go and vent, and we used to watch the Breakfast Club interviews. Now people go to different outlets, and it's like you don't need that anymore. I can go so many different places. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm not checking for the Breakfast Club like that anymore. Like I'll I'll hear certain people are on, and like you said, nobody's been really um exciting like the last exciting interview they did i don't know if people were checking for it but mark lamont hill uh ava duvernay those are the two but they ain't gonna pull in big so i don't know i think it's a reach but hopefully it works out i just thought it was weird that you basically was talking shit about your two co-hosts and then you get get the deal so <laughs> and that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, damn, how the hell did she even pull that off? Um, I was gonna say they they really threw us off because you know she was missing for a while, and I said, well, okay, well, maybe it was contract negotiations or something. Um, I just didn't think that they would probably bring her back, uh, especially with their ratings haven't been great either. So I, I wasn't sure if they were probably blaming that on her because she was the add on from Angela Yee. So. Yeah, it's just maybe it'll work out, Rodney. I don't know. I, I'm hoping it does. I like just hilarious. Yeah, I'm. I mean, she's from what I like to prefer to from one of my second homes, Baltimore. So I'm hoping, but but we'll see. We got about ten minutes left. I did want to touch on some NBA issues. All right, let's go for it. One Golden State. What the hell do they do? <laughs> on so many levels. Like, what the hell is going on? They're three games under 500, soon to be four, because they're losing as we speak. Uh, they I, made a stupid move. Yeah, and now they're talking about possibly trades and breaking up the core as long as stuff is okay with that not trying to be funny you will have to do it even if stuff because the way golden state is currently constituted it's not working yeah, and so Draymond, mm -hmm. i need counseling one-on-one you -on -one. don't know what draymond you're gonna get Jonathan Kaminga, for whatever reason, Steve Kerr, I still don't, I still don't understand. I don't think they fully know how to use him. Um, Andre Dolly needs to come to lead the NBA Players Association and come mentor Andrew Wiggins because he ain't been the same player since Dollars retired. So I, I don't, I don't know what Golden State does. They they made a bunch of stupid moves, and they they picked people that that fit them and, and had the pieces to fit around them and made them a great team. And then they got rid of those pieces and they brought in people that just didn't make any sense and that don't fit them. Um, I thought getting rid of Jordan Poole was a huge huge problem. You don't get rid of a guy like that. Jordan Poole's special, and he fit that he fit that whole. He fit that whole situation. Like that was a good situation for him. I think he was frustrated because you're taking him out of the lineup and then you're inserting Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's been a shell of himself 
for years. Even when they won a championship, he wasn't great. Yeah. He just wasn't good. That was Wiggins and Poole that showed up for that championship. And, of course, with Steph Curry playing out of his mind. But Klay Thompson did nothing. And it was it was been time to get rid of him. Now, what can you get for him, period? You can't get anything for him. I think you get like a late draft pick if you even consider that. But everybody sees it too. He he doesn't play defense. His offense has been horrendous. Maybe you can trick the Lakers into giving you somebody for him. That's the other team where I don't know what you do. Do you try to move D'Lo to get somebody? Um, but I feel like they're they're kind of in no man's land too. Yeah, they're definitely in no man's land. You try to you you're building your team around a, a almost a forty year old man. I, I hate to give him a couple more years or extra year, but you you Anthony Davis still hasn't stood up and been that that number one guy to just take over. Like it feel like every moment that he has the ball, you're thinking like, damn, is he gonna get injured? Like every moment, it, it's sad to to feel that way. But I I watched him get injured numerous times back to back in the season. Like, as soon as somebody sweeps swipes across him, or you know, or it just or he finds himself in the most awkward situation where he gets injured, and it just it it was time to move on from him too. And both of these teams have held on to people for too long. Yeah, so we, I. Uh, uh... Agree with you. The West is is funny looking at the standings right now to see certain teams like Oklahoma City, who just lost recently by sixteen to the Detroit Pistons. Uh, so, but to see them in playoff contention, to see the Lakers struggling, to see Golden State struggling, um, it's 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 upside and down. Miami, they are on an unprecedented losing streak right now. You got Doc Rivers, and we talked about this on a previous podcast. That's why I'm not even going to touch on Doc Rivers because I don't see him being a saver in Miami. In Milwaukee, yeah. I, I agree with you in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, and right now, I still say it's Denver versus the field. Yeah, give if you if you break it down to a seven game series, then yeah, I, I think they messed that OKC team up. Um, you had a bunch of young guys that were in unison; they were happy, they were working and playing together. You got guys that are growing, and then all of a sudden you throw in these trade rumors. Now you're trying to break the core down to bring in veterans that you don't have to do that for. Uh, I guess they figured they can save some money down the down the road. They seen what happened with James Harden. You don't want to just lose guys. So now they're like, well, let's trade these people. And that's what messed them up for the Pistons game. They're, they're proposing a, um, a three-man trade. They're going to trade Josh Giddy, uh, Williams, and somebody else um, for um, for Zach and, and for, for the Chicago Bulls for Zach. And they also had a couple other trades. They were, they were thinking about trading some people also for Jimmy Butler. And I'm like, why? It just doesn't make any sense. You're going to break up that team. I mean, you still have uh, Chet and Shea Gillis-Alexander, but you got a bunch of young guys that are stepping up balling. You're going to get rid of all those young guys and that young talent and bring in some veterans? Just makes no sense. 
Jimmy Butler doesn't seem to be the type that would like going to OKC over being on South Beach. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't know how many people would trade South Beach for OKC. Yeah, I'm not sure if he has a no trade clause, Rodney, but Kendrick Perkins had came up with something because, of course, I watched all the NBA shows. And there was a couple other people, too. They were saying that Jimmy Butler's the oldest player on that team, like next to Kevin Love. They're the only two veterans. And uh, Jimmy Butler's 34 years old. Bam is 26. Uh, Tyler Hero's 23, 24. Duncan Robinson. All those guys are younger. They're in their 20s, like mid-20s. Him and Love are the only older people. Like they, Let's trade those guys to a team that's going to and maybe you can get some young assets back to to keep the 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 team thriving. But other than that, like they're not going to win nothing right now, especially with Butler being hurt and he's not he can't lead a team. Like he can't lead a team right now. Like I think he's over. Him, DeRozan and uh and Zach uh and Zach are all over, man. Yeah. It's time to trade those guys. Yeah, they they're in their uh they're in their early 30s, um, mid-30s. It's time to trade those guys to a team that can win them a championship because in the next couple of years, they're going to be either doing the Vince Carter, being a journeyman, or they're going to be out of the league. Yeah, I, I could see the Vince Carter-type movement for, for all of them. I don't know. This, this like I said at the beginning of the podcast, this, this NBA season, I know scoring is up, but a lot of the games have just been lack, lackluster and a lot of blowouts. Yeah, it just it's not it's not interesting basketball, and and from watching the Pistons too, and we said the same thing. And it's the same thing with every team. I don't want to see teams jack up forty fifty threes in a game. That's why, and and nobody's playing any defense. You got guys that's on a fast break. It'll be a three-on-one fast break, and guys will pull up for the three. Mm-hmm. You, if you try to watch the uh, – remember you used to watch at night the NBA highlights, and you look for the top ten dunks of the game. They can't even – you can't even get ten awesome dunks. You only can probably get five now because everybody's shooting threes. Yeah, it's just – I don't know. It's – Kind of sad to to see the the state of affairs around the league. Um, like you said, a lot of the players I won't say we grew up with, but we enjoy watching in our late twenties. Um, are on they on their way out? There's a changing of the guard. Um, I don't want to see. I don't want want to see Curry go out. Kind of like in like a Kobe situation. Or hell, even Jimmy Butler in that point. So it'll be interesting with the trade deadline coming up to see if anybody makes a substantial move. I will say the one thing that OKC goes got going for them, they have a shit ton of draft picks still left. Right, and that's another thing too. You got all those draft picks and um. I mean, you can build around all those draft picks and the rest of those young guys. They feel like right now is the opportunity with with basketball kind of declining, all the stars kind of declining, a lot of injuries. Um, that's why you do have OKC and you got the uh, the Knicks 
and you got the uh, Timberwolves, and you got those teams like being number one in those divisions or or winning and, and beating certain teams because you got a lot of teams that are just declining. And it's a changing of the guard for the new guys. You got uh, Ant-Man up there and uh, looking invincible right now. Cat, Cat's been playing the same way Cat's been playing, but right now he's he's balling. Um, Shea Gillis-Alexander, uh, De'Aaron Fox, all these young guys are balling right now, man. So, yeah, it's, it's a change in the guard. Eventually, soon, we're going to be losing LeBron and losing Durant the next two or three years. So, enjoy it. And Curry. Yeah, so, um, now we're a little bit over our time. Did want to just mention um, a couple things. Um, the Detroit Youth Choir, local local talent, set the world on fire, and the America's Got Talent, their uh, mini-series on Disney Plus debuts. Uh, Tomorrow, January thirty first. Uh, so check that out if you you get a chance. Uh, I'm excited. One of my former students is in it, so I'm just excited to to see the the youth of Detroit. All right, I'm excited too, man. I love that, Rodney. So, um, hopefully, February is a calmer month for B. Uh, next next podcast we'll get into our Super Bowl pred- predictions. Uh, we both said it already. Chiefs over 49ers. But we'll we'll break the game down and why we both feel like that way and why I feel like we're gonna get another Shanahan choke job in the Super Bowl. But, oh man. <laughs> We'll catch you on the B-side. Peace.